Well, Maureen, here we are again. This is, yes, Jen, um, we're back. Series four. Episode four. Welcome back to Droughtlander. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Maureen Younger. Two podcasts in... in one week. A week? What madness is this? We've just got time to kill, basically. Uh, we've got time to kill. <laughs> so that is, in effect, what's happened there. Maureen and I um, have met up, and so we have recorded two in a day. I don't think we, that's a secret, is it? No, not really. No, I mean no. we could we could pretend that this is done in a separate occasion and but why? Why we don't want to lie to our our listeners, do we? We want them to know that we are as disorganized as ever. So, anyway, moving on. We're back. We I think uh episode 4 and we're back on track. So I, now I enjoyed this episode. This we're getting this out on Friday, so this will be just we are like literally 2 days up. before episode 5. So we are almost we, almost, we have kind of caught up. We've kind of caught up. We're, we're, we're as caught up as we are ever going to be yeah, doing true. this Blinken podcast. So what did you think? I, well, there were bits of this which I will explain to you why I didn't particularly enjoy it. And there are other bits of it which I did enjoy. Let's go into the bits I didn't. All right, what's the bit? Basically, this entire episode, for me, felt like it was just watching men run through the dark. <laughs> That was it. Native Americans running through the dark. Jamie running. Lots of people in the dark with torches. Uh, and that was it. For what felt like at least half an hour. Yeah, they didn't have TV in those days. They had to do something. Well, I mean, mix up the episode a bit. But, I mean, essentially, most of it was like, why don't we just call this men running through the dark? Okay, that wasn't quite my impression. But um, it does... It's... Watch it back. With that in mind... <laughs> Watch it back with that in mind and go, what is this episode about? Oh, it's just people running in the dark. Do you know what? They had a major problem because in the book, you'll love this, in the book, Jamie actually fights an actual bear, like a real bear, and kills it, obviously. So... Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. But obviously... He uh, wrestles the bear. Wrestles the bear, And yes, kills it. And kills it. <laughs> an actual bear. An actual bear. Of, of, of A bear that has the strength of ten men. And massive claws. And massive claws and big teeth. yeah. Right, okay. And obviously, like, a lot heavier than him. Um, of course he does. And, of course, it was slightly problematic filming that because, obviously, they they probably didn't want Sam Hewen to fight an actual bear. Well, they could, I mean, I, you know, they could <laughs> gone. They could have gone deep revenant, couldn't they, and done a Leonardo DiCaprio, who looked like he was fighting an actual bear in that film. But uh, I don't think the budget um, went that far. So, they obviously, and obviously, they, I mean, even in the book, you're kind of going, okay. But, like, I think if you watched a man fight... A bear. Well, let's back it up. But before we get into the bear, and I say that in inverted commas, you can't see it, but they are there. They are. I can testify that was true. Maureen can testify to my inverted commas. Maureen, let's go back to the beginning. So they are leave. They are no. Before that, the very beginning, he's just signed <coughs> a document saying he's taken ten thousand acres from the British government. They. That was it. So we didn't discuss this in the last podcast, but. Um, Claire and Jamie have agreed that even though they know there's going to be a civil war in the next couple of years, mm -hmm. they are going to take the land from the English. War of independence. It's not a civil war, it's a war of independence. But it is a civil war, isn't it? No. no. Oh, no, no, the no, civil no. war's later. Civil war's later. The war of independence against the English, sorry. So before that happens, and they would lose the land anyway, um, they decided to take it because they realised that that's the only way they're going to be able to get a bit of land and then they'll figure out what to do once the war starts. Yeah. That's kind of the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Claire's always got a plan, hasn't she? So they're like, take the land for now and then when the war starts, they'll, we'll they'll figure it out. So they take the land from the English. The, the prick that gives it to him 
basically makes it clear that there are savages, i.e. Native Americans, that Jamie will be expected to take care of when he takes that land. Yeah, as and when... As, as and how he sees fit. And he's got to bring settlers, and so he gets his Fergus to go and find Highlandmen, Highland, Highlandmen, Highlanders and people from Ardsmore, which hopefully means that Murta will be back soon. I thought Murta was dead. In the book, yes, but in the TV series, no. He got transported to America. Oh, right. So I'm hoping uh, Fergus finds Murta. 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 Which would be brilliant. Which would be brilliant for Maureen. But most of us... Are indifferent. No, Murta's very popular among the. Arabians oh, really? Base, okay. Yes. Well, I mean, as the majority of the people that listen to this podcast don't even watch the program <laughs> Outlander, they're with me. Indifferent. So, um, so, so, but before we go any further as well, Maureen, please, because you'd like to skip ahead, we need to discuss the fact that um, Claire has a conversation with Fergus's. Marsley. What's her name? Marsley. Marsley. They do a bit of bonding. That. They do a bit of bonding. Marsley, as we know, is pregnant. And she wants her mother, which me- I mean... She's missing her mum. Pregnancy does make you do crazy things because nobody ever wants uh, Larry or Joan, as we like to call her. But um, she's missing her mum and Claire and Marsley do a bit of bond. They do a bit of bonding, don't they? Because Claire realises that even though she's 35 in real life, in the show, she's old enough to be... Uh, a grandmother. A grandmother, and she's old enough to be Marsley's mum, and and also that Marsley is actually the same age as her daughter Brianna. And so, right, for about the first time ever, we actually see her upset that she's left Brianna at home. She just suddenly remembers she has a daughter. <laughs> she's like, oh, I completely. It's funny you should mention your mum because I think I've got a daughter in about two hundred years ahead of time. Anyway, and she's the only time. There's a second time that they've mentioned Brianna. I mean, there's not a lot of maternal instinct in Claire, given <laughs> given that she's a healer and she likes to help people. But for her own daughter, it's kind of lacking. But in that moment, she confesses to Jamie that she's missing her daughter and she worries about her and she knows that what if, you know, Brianna gets pregnant and then she won't be there, she won't for, be there her. for her. She'll never be a grandparent. And Jamie just says, well... She'll just think about you. She'll do what I did and think about you and feel do better. You know that, that sounds Scottish because uh, my mum stopped talking to me. And I remember telling my dad, and my dad just went, oh, well, you just have to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jane was like, oh, well, I when you were gone, I thought about you. And, and she'll just made, have to do the same. And she'll have to do the same. And do you know what? Claire takes great comfort. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're right. You'll just have to think about me and she'll feel better. Because that's what happens when someone you care about is no longer with you. You think about them and miraculously feel better. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jamie, Claire and Ian disappear off to Fraser's Ridge and start building and the local Cherokee turn up and they don't seem that happy that they're there. Yeah, I mean, the local Cherokee are a mixture of people that clearly are Native Americans and some people that are clearly, I don't know, from from anywhere. Oh, I thought they all seemed... Well, I wouldn't know, but anyway, they're there. To be fair, neither would I, but some of them (laughs) I thought, "Mm, no. That's by the by. Unsurprisingly, they're unhappy about it. Claire, who had all the empathy in the world for the slaves doesn't seem to really get why the Cherokee are upset um, or that it might be that they have just been that are literally turned up on Cherokee land have said that it's theirs haven't let the Cherokee people know by the way you know this was your land it's not it's my land do you now. know um, what is kind of ironic is that I mean North Carolina was set up a lot by Scots is that a lot of the Highlanders who were thrown off their land or forced off their land then went to places like America and Canada 
did the exact same to the natives there. Well, exactly. I mean, it's just that is seems to be the human condition to shit on other people. But there are just there seems to be like even the the, the the governor says it as well that like that he makes a similarity or tries to make a similarity between the Highlanders and the and the Native Americans, doesn't he? That they kind of got. But Jamie would probably understand the the Native Americans because they're kind of also warrior warrior people, aren't they? And they Yes, I mean, there's a tenuous link and they do really hammer it home about the link between the Highlanders and the Cherokee. I mean, I mean... Anyway, I mean, to say... I mean, to say that link is tenuous is is underestimating it. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, meanwhile, meanwhile, in 70s Oxford, Roger is reading the book or happens to open the book that Brianna gave him on Scottish settlers and just by pure chance, I mean, what are the chances, Jen? He doesn't flick through the book. doesn't flick through the book. He just opens it at this one page. at ex- the exact page that mentions... <laughs> Fraser's Ridge. <laughs> Fraser's Ridge. So, he thinks, could it be? Could it possibly be? Fraser's Ridge that was settled by Highlanders <laughs> from Scotland. Could it be? <laughs> so he contacts the author and lo and behold... <laughs> It is. Anyway, there's no surprises there. Uh, so he finds out that Jamie and Claire w- were reunited and that they settled in North Carolina. And actually, the area that they settled in just happens to be not far away from where the, she, he and Brianna had been for that Scottish festival. Uh, and so he, he rings Brianna up. And this bit is quite sweet. I think, I, I really love this scene because it's we've all been there where you're having a conversation with somebody you really like. You're t- both talking. You're not saying, but you're thing. not saying what you what you both want to say, and you both want to hear because you're just too scared. And I, I, I thought that was a really well written and really well done scene. It's that classic miscommunication that you can have on a phone. I mean, now we do it on text message where you'll send a text and and you can pretty much interpret that text in a million different ways depending on how neurotic or how uh, you know uh, vulnerable you're feeling in that moment. But in this phone call, they have a very similar thing because they can't see each other's faces. You can't see how. One, how pleased she is to hear from him. Mm. Uh, two, how desperate he is to say to her, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And also how clearly how desperate she is for him to say it and for her to say, I miss you. Like she says, I was just thinking about you. But instead of saying I was thinking about you because I miss you, she says I was thinking about you because, you know. You're on holiday. You're on holiday because yeah. I know you're on holiday. And she thought she'd given away too much. I mean, it's we've all done it and it's it's a very... I thought it was a beautiful, beautifully written scene, really well acted, and I, I, I really liked it. Because we can all relate to that. We've yeah. all done it. We can all, we? And even though he was an absolute penis in the final, in the last uh, episode, you do kind of feel sorry for him. So he hangs up. Uh, goodbye, Brianna. Uh, because, <laughs> I've got essays to mark. Because uh, he's given her the information, she's pleased, and he can't figure out if she's pleased because he's given her the information about her mum, or she's pleased to hear from him. Well, she's it's both. She's pleased to hear from him and she wants that information. And obviously he cares about her because he's gone to the whole effort of trying to find out about them, about Claire. Anyways. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, back in Colonial America... We've they got are the walking bear. in the dark. <laughs> walking in the They're walking in the dark. <laughs> it's just a load of men walking in the dark. And Jamie, they think they've got a marauding bear... Because obviously the writers have thought... But also they think that on one occasion when they get up in the dark... Because it's Cherokee. They think the, the Cherokee have come to get them because the Cherokee have made it clear that they're not happy that they're there um, because they've been putting these sticks out to to, to sort of map out the land their that well, what they believe to be their property. Cherokee, Cherokee have like, pulled out these so. sticks, thrown them at their feet, spoken in Cherokee to them in their native tongue. They haven't understood, but the message is clear. Take these sticks and shove them up your ass. <laughs> 
this isn't your land, this is our land, uh, go F yourselves. Um, so they go out thinking, oh, the Cherokee are, are trying to murder us, but actually it is it's, a, it's, a bear. It's a bear. It's a bear. It's a man who's been thrown. The Cherokee have got some very good rules. He tried whoa, to rape Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't revealed. Oh, okay. We're not at that point yet. That's okay. later. So they want a hawk. All the meat is gone. Their food is gone. Their camp has been uh, destroyed. And one of their horses returns with huge claw marks down the side of its... um, And then the Welsh guy gets clawed, doesn't he? uh, And they find... It's not Welsh. Is he Welsh? He's supposed to be Welsh, I think. Myers, John Rees... Is it John Rees Myers? I thought he was Geordie. No. No, he's Welsh. (laughs) He's Welsh. Oh, my God. How did I get that wrong? He's Welsh. Uh, So this Welsh chap, who we haven't actually spoken to... You about, about John Quincy Myers, that's what he called. He's been in a couple of episodes and he seems quite a nice chap. And he seems to have a relationship with the Cherokee. They don't seem to hate him. And he knows a couple of words and he clearly fancies Cherokee women uh, because he keeps banging on about how he wants to sleep with one. Um, and uh, apparently that happened. A lot of Scottish men had families with Cherokee women. Yeah, so apparently that did actually happen. But anyway... Uh, he's Welsh, so God knows what the what the Welsh did. But he um, has been helping Jamie. So when their meat gets nicked, he gives some of his supplies to Jamie and says, "Look, here, you can have that because uh, you'll be starving." And Jamie's like, "I'll return the favour." Well, of course, he doesn't have to wait long because the next day, as men are wandering through the dark, um, uh, the bear strikes again, and this time they don't find a dead horse or a, a dying horse or an ill horse. It's a body, and it's John Reese, who's been very badly clawed. Of course, Doctor Claire, she's at the rescue. I mean, she's sorting it out. He's basically he has claw marks all the way down his front. I mean, his guts are hanging out. His the, his muscle has been um, literally. She's like, oh, the oh, what does it? She say, all oh, the muscle tissue has, has gone. Been, has been severed but... In, on his chest. You wouldn't know that. The next day, he's sitting up, going, oh, thank God for you, Claire. <laughs> Um, and she's going, go for a little walk. Well, don't forget to go for a walk, even though your guts were hanging out earlier on and your chest was completely mauled and we just said that all the tendons had been destroyed. And he gets up and it's like he's just... Imagine do that in a, in a, in a hut with, with a torchlight. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, um, with no she's not equipment. She's a, yeah, she's a miracle worker. Anyways, uh, Jamie goes to find the bear, even though it's late at night and bears tend to kill people. And he has this fight with this bear. Wait, before we go any further. Sorry, Maureen, I have to keep interrupting you. So um, Claire is checking the body of John Reese Myers and she sees a bite mark on this guy's face and she says, those aren't the teeth of a bear. It's not a bear. And then we find out it's not a bear, it's a human. Dressed as a bear. <laughs> and also what I wanted to know, this guy, right, he's gone to a lot of trouble. Where did he get the claws from? Well, from a bear. <laughs> Oh, is that what he did? And he obviously killed a bear and he's using oh, the bear claws. I didn't think of that. Well, where did you think he got them from? I, think I thought they were metal. I was like, where did he get metal claws no, from? No, they, they, they're, oh, they're bear claws. Uh, that explains quite a bit. He went online. <laughs> bear claws. He Googled it. So anyways, Jamie has killed this bear, obviously. But uh, the, the, And the Cherokee referred to him. So that's the other thing. John Reith Myers has said that the bear has been given the, the spirit name that the bear is possessed by an evil spirit and there is a particular name that they call Sali it. Yoni or something. Sa- Sa- Sadi Yoni. Anyway, something like that. So he keeps saying that over and over again and then it cuts to the Cherokee in their own uh, encampment uh, throwing stuff into a fire and saying this over and over again. 
they're obviously either trying to summon this spirit or kill this spirit or do something to the spirit. But as far as they're concerned, this person is already dead to them because he broke a law. He raped his woman. So, and you don't do the Cherokee don't agree with that. So they, they threw him out of the village. Good for them. So he raped his wife. The Cherokee were like, that goes against our laws. He was then exiled. He kept coming back. and They were like, you can't come back. You have been exiled for for um, sleeping with your woman against her will. And so he basically loses his mind. Yep, and turns into a bear. Turns into a bear. I mean, what, the, what, what, is that, what part of that is unbelievable? It's all there. Uh, and they can't kill him because in their eyes, he's already dead. So they know that this bear isn't really a bear, even though they've been referring to him as a bear. I don't know if any of you have lost the will to live, but I know I have <laughs> in explaining this to you. Um, so so anyways, thank you for sticking with this. The reason they've got, to, they've got to have this bear scenario in, because in like in the first book, Claire Kills a Wolf, which they luckily edited out of the TV series, um, because the, the, the Native Americans called him Bear Killer. So obviously they had to have a scene where he killed a bear, in inverted commas, bear. <laughs> so look, anyway, he drags this body to the encampment of the Cherokee, where he just happens to know where they live. Um, and he throws the body in front of the Cherokee and he says, uh, d d this is your bear. Uh, do, you know, like, do you know this guy, basically? And they go, yeah, we know this chap, here's why. And then, and then he was like, so you knew this wasn't a bear? And, and then they do that whole explanation as to why he was considered a bear and he's a bear spirit. So uh, the Cherokee, in my mind, should just kill him. I mean, that's what I'd do. I mean, you're coming into my land, you, you seem like a bit of a dick, I'm going to kill you. But they like very patient, these people, aren't they? Yeah, very polite. That Indian speaks very good English. Very, oh, and a wonderful intonation. <laughs> uh, it just happens, would think he was fluent. Anyone would think that, he understood, that he's, he'd spoken English from birth. It just happens that there's a couple of Cherokee in the village, even though the settlers have only just arrived, who are fluent in English uh, and are able to translate what the chief is saying. Basically, the deal is Jamie swears that he will do no harm, that he will work peacefully with the Cherokee, that he won't cross the boundaries and into their land and that they will respect each other and hopefully live in harmony together. Them living in their settlement, him living in his... La -da 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 -da. Meanwhile, the chief's grandmother tells Claire through an interpreter that death is a gift from the gods or something and that it's not her fault. That doesn't bode well, does it? Do you remember that bit? Yeah, so then it just happens there's another woman that's fluent in English. You know, they're all there. Um, and uh, they, they literally just learnt English so they could communicate to Jamie and Claire. <laughs> what if... What if two people turn up and live next door and we can't speak fluent English? Anyway, it's more than British people would do. Can you imagine? <laughs> what if two Pakistani people move in next to us? Shouldn't we learn their language? <laughs> do you understand me? Oh, she don't understand a word. Anyway, fortunately, the Cherokee are a little bit more forward thinking. So they've learned English <laughs> just to communicate. Jamie. Just to communicate with the people that are stealing their land. I mean, they're very, <laughs> very understanding. understanding. You know, they don't seem to have a problem with compromise. <laughs> And uh, then uh, Claire is told this, and, and Claire, Claire is introduced as healer who recognises that Claire is a healer. She's had a dream about Claire. Yeah, she's she, a white raven. She knows that Claire is a healer, as we all do. And so they, there is a bot, there, there seems to be a connection between these women 
because they're both healers and we know that something's going to happen between them. Uh, and the other thing we've completely forgotten to say... Is what? Is that that skull that Claire found in the previous episode... Oh, yeah. She put She puts that skull in her bag. I can't remember if it's in this episode or the previous episode. Previous episode, She turns the skull upside down and she notices that the skull has fillings. Yes. So fillings. So she, this skull must be from the future. So she believes that this ghost that is coming back to her is trying to warn her, warn her about something. Uh, so that's the other thing that we know, which we forgot to tell you. I mean, most of you have lost a will to live at this point. I <laughs> probably don't care. The minutiae of it, do you? I mean, do you? Does anyone? But anyway, um, episode four is good. Oh, and then the real cliffhanger. Roger goes to Roger finds out that Claire and Jamie die in a fire from Fiona. From Fiona. Fiona reveals that she's always known that Claire's gone. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock. That Claire's gone back in time. She's someone else that doesn't seem to have a problem with it. <laughs> oh, I knew that Claire had gone back in time two hundred years. And you didn't think that was weird? No. no. My mother always told me. Anyway, let's not bang into that. Sorry, she happens up a bit of paper, and it says that Claire and Jamie die in a fire. Um, what we know is that they die in the fire at 1770-something. We don't know which year. At this point, they are they take that land. They become settlers in 1768. So we know that any time between 1770 and 79, they die. Die. But we don't know when. And he goes, she goes, are you going to tell Brianna? He went, no. And the way he phones Brianna. We go to phone Brianna, and then Brianna's not there because where's she gone, Jen? Brianna has gone to visit her mum. In Scotland. Dan. The dad. So we know that Brianna has gone to the Stones and she's trying to go back in time to see her mum. And we know now that... What's his name again? Roger. Well, God, I mean, I always forget his name. That Roger's clearly going to do the same and maybe they'll go back in time to warn Jamie and Claire that they're going to die in a fire and maybe try and stop it. Yeah. Maybe. This is what I we guess. think. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's, car, it's not that complex, is it? I mean, that is what they're going to do. <laughs> so, so do I mean, if I was Roger, I'd get the bloody hint. You know, I'd be like, well, she's gone back in time 200 years. She can't be that interested. I mean, do you know what? I had a boyfriend once who asked me to move in to, with him and I moved to Glasgow. I mean, that was. If that isn't a hint, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I can remember when I moved in with Chloe and she asked me to move out. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> you never told me that. You'd think that was a hint for me, wouldn't you? But I clung on. I clung on, I did. It all paid off in the end. How long were you in? How long had you moved in? Not long. <laughs> Not long. She sort of, after about, I don't know, a couple of weeks went, can you get out? I was like, I am homeless now. <laughs> Too much information? It was a while back. We've got over it. We've got over it. It was seven years ago. And now you've got a much bigger house. And now, and now we live together in a house and she can't ask me to leave. <laughs> Even though I think she'd like to. I think she'd like to. Anyway, so, on that note, I'm, I'm looking got... forward to the next episode. I think Murta's going to back, come back soon. Well, we've got episode five to look forward to. God only knows when Maureen and I will get our shit together to, to record it. God only knows if anyone will bother listening to it. But anyways... Uh, but for, for those of you that do, just know so that much. we are ever so grateful. I mean, as we always say, Maureen and I will record these whether you listen to them or not. But we prefer if you listen. It is preferable. It is preferable. All right, so we've got to go now, Jen. 
Yes, Maureen and I are going now because we're, go- we're off to out. a charity dinner. Yes. Uh, that I have double booked myself for. Yes. Mm. But anyways, so bye. Guten bye and <laughs> Arrivederci.